We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call from You know, Nick, I noticed something tonight What did you notice? Uh, why does beer not require, like, nutrition facts? Are they not on the box? I mean, I know they're not on the can, right? They are not on the box, and I'm looking at the can, and uh, there's no nutrition facts on the can. So why why beer? can only mean one thing. Must be good for you, right? Must be good for you. Yeah, that's exactly I right. See, I don't see uh, nutrition facts on a head of broccoli at the grocery store. Beer day keeps the uh, doctor away. At least it keeps mine away. I haven't been in months. Years. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Last Call Podcast. My name is Aaron Thompson. Alongside me, as always, I have my co-host, Nick Warner. Back for more family fun. Doctor, uh, not doctor-filled fun, though. Keep him away. No family doctor. Yeah, no. Uh, we don't need that's a That's a different type of doctor. Um, I guess a couple with Cameron, I was looking for a psychologist, but maybe not Dr. Phil psychologist. You I know, it's it's going to get really awkward at one point when, uh, let's say, my doctor ends up finding out about this podcast, right? And he's like, hey, how many beers do you, or how many drinks do you have a week? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, like a drink or two. You know, everybody lies to their doctor about that. And he goes... Well, that's kind of weird because I listened to your podcast this week and I'm like, ooh. You had at least six. You got me there. So one of my buddies for work, uh, for his like healthcare plan, they made him do like a, a screening online. And one of the questions was like, how much do you drink per week? And he was like, ooh, I knew the answer wasn't going to be good. So I actually dialed my answer back and it still told him he drank too much. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know <laughs> was, what he put? I think it was like... So it was like ranges. It was like one to three, four to seven, seven plus or whatever. He's like, I'm going to put, you know, like four to seven a week. And it was like. like uh, the minimum was one there. So it's like nobody's drinking. Nobody's not drinking. Nobody's these, not These drinking. past two years. Everybody's. If you weren't a drinker before these past two years, you you probably are now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I just thought it was funny. He was like, I purposefully tried to dial it back to get a better score. And it still told me after dialing back, <laughs> I drank too much. Uh, but we are going to be drinking tonight. Uh, Nick and I do this podcast every week where we try to drink six beers in 60 minutes while the podcast is going. Uh, the catch is each beer does have to be at or above 5% alcohol by volume. So um, I think people get the shtick by now. We talk about anything and everything, and uh, we're going back to freeform, Nick. We are going to go back to freeform. I think that was more fun. I enjoyed it better. It's not as rigid. It's not as tight. So we're going we're gonna to go back to freeform. So if we get off topic, yeah, whatever. Well, I think the, the, the fun thing was like, you know, we, we, we made this podcast where let's start with a topic or whatever, and then you're going to drink the six beers. And the idea is as you drink the beers, your podcast gets more creative, fun, open, and like freeform, right? And so... I think we're going back to the the form that we want it to be. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I lost myself. The fame got to my head. I lost myself. I lost my roots. And uh, we're back, baby. So, um, and, and I'm sure as people who have followed us for, you know, the past however many episodes, uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I don't steer away. Budweiser. Yep. Same here. She's been there for me. She's been there. She's, it's so easy, man. It just, it really is. It's, it's actually not a bad beer. If you do, if you were to do a blind taste test of like Budweiser versus other domestic beers, I, I think you would find Budweiser to be kind of pleasant. I think we just came up with a, a new topic or something that we should do for the podcast. I think it'd be pretty fun. So we each have to pick What's six it, domestic, well, yeah. It, the, pr- the problem is, like, there aren't that many domestic beers that are 5%. Uh, I bet you could. I mean, you got uh, Budweiser, uh, MGD, Miller, Genuine Draft. Uh, so, here's what you could do. is You could like, find out. You could find some that are, like, Pilsners or whatever these are. So, this is what we'll do. At some point, we'll do a blind taste test, and we will give each other the list of beers. Right? So, we'll do, like, a, a pick six from a grocery store or something like that. I will give you the list of six. Budweiser will be one of them. And eh, I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out because what I wanted to do, I want it to be a blind taste test, but you have to be able to like taste the other ones or you just have to pick which one of the beers is 
the Budweiser. I think we just could, we could we could find six beers, six domestic beers that are five percent. I think we could absolutely do that. Okay, we'll work on it. It'd be kind of fun though. We will throughout the podcast. You'll drink the six beers, and then we'll write down, "Hey, here's the six that you had as an option," and then at the end of it, the big reveal. Which were the six along the way? Yeah, how close we were. Did you get them right? Whatever. Yeah, so exactly. we'll we'll workshop that. We'll format. we'll figure that one out. So, um, <clears throat> what's our jumping off point, Nick? Send me a line, Teddy. Or what, what was the uh, the Family Guy? Play me out. Play like me the, out. Whatever his name was. Johnny. Yeah, all, it's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Well, I so I found this interesting thing, and we we were talking about uh, doctors earlier. And there was a 57-year-old man that had his heart replaced, which we have heart transplants every day, it seems like. I mean, that's definitely a thing, right? But this one was unique in that this person had a heart replacement from a genetically modified pig. What made the pig, like, genetically modified? So... They like, went through, I, I, obviously you can't take a, a heart straight out of a pig and throw it in, right? So That's, like, it's not w- gonna work. so did the pig have a human heart then? No, 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 no. It still had a pig heart, but they went through and genetically modified the pig itself. So from what I've seen, there's like. So uh, I want to go the, have you seen the family guy where Stewie, the multiverse and Stewie gets the most perfectly genetic pig? No. You haven't seen that one? I, I, I had that, a family that literally so that okay. Flopped. So if you follow our Instagram, I post like different clips about things that we talked about. The it, the clip that I post on Instagram might be this one. It's Family Guy multiverse, and Stewie goes and he finds the most perfectly genetic pig he can from the multiverse. He's traveling different dimensions and all that kind of stuff, and he won first prize. And Brian just goes, "Does that pig have fists?" <laughs> and uh, Oh, isn't it just like super muscular? Yeah, that, super okay. muscular yeah. with fists. And he goes, <laughs> the pig just goes, oink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, does that pig have fists? And then he just punches Brian in the face. So if you haven't seen that clip, I'll post it on the uh, on the Instagram at the T-H-E-E Last Call Podcast. Well, I can't guarantee you that it was that pig. I, it, I don't think it was. It should have been. But okay, anyways, so, I'm sorry. Go so on. So this one had, so they went through... Your body's going to reject stuff. Like uh, if you get uh, the wrong blood type, your body's going to reject it. A lot of times, even if you get a heart transplant, your body might reject it. So like there's like a, a lull period in there where you need to make sure it your body actually takes it. Right. So they went through and it, they re, uh, basically modified three genes that are responsible for rejection of pig organs by hu- the human immune system. Uh, one gene was taken out to prevent uh, excessive pig heart tissue growth, and then six human genes responsible for immune acceptance were inserted. Isn't that wild? So they went through, and those 10 genes were either taken out or put in, and then they let that pig grow, and then they took it out and then put it in this guy. And I guess he couldn't get, like, a... There's obviously always a waiting list. Um, you know, people have, like, a pager that says, hey, we got a heart for you, and then you you know, go to the hospital and they give it. But this guy couldn't like had such a hard time, like uh, with finding himself a heart that would work. Like they, they're like, this is the only option we have for you. So he's doing it. So that kind of leads into, I think, I don't know if it was from stem cells or not, but like the, the theory that eventually we'll be able to grow organs in a lab yeah and like with cloning and stuff like that like you'll be able to clone your own organs and then just replace organs if you need them right because you're a perfect match for yourself right so that's kind of like the theory of where medicine would go eventually i'm why a pig i don't know i didn't get that far into it or i guess they didn't explain it in it is it like pigs are you, you remember, like, we're, we're super genetically, this isn't going to be right, but it was, like, in elementary school, it was, like, oh, we share, like, the same DNA as bananas or whatever. Right, right. I wonder if it's one of those things, like, where we're genetically similar to pigs some way. But then I I don't know why you wouldn't pick, like, a champion, chimpanzee or something like that, which is very close. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's why it's curious to me. Obviously, you can't use, like, an elephant, like, 
that an L heart are, would be a little bit too <laughs> the big. size of your torso is just you're all heart, right? It's like, uh, by the way, like the Grinch, his heart grew three sizes. It's probably an issue. Yeah, you definitely needed to, to see a doctor. doctor. Yeah, yeah. He, he grew an elephant heart there. So uh, I mean, maybe it is a size thing, right? If you think about it, maybe the, the volume of blood that uh, the uh, human heart pumps and the pig heart pumps is about the same. I that know. could be. I, I wonder if it's a similar shape or size number or valves, number. Uh, exactly. Something that like you can connect and then like the human body would treat it like, oh, this is... It seems normal, at least, right? I just think it's, I mean, it's insane, like, that you could, you know, go into this pig and, and then change its uh, GNA or, like, uh, genetic makeup. But, like, the, the crazy thing is, um, I read there's, like, 107,000 people on the waiter, wait list for, like, heart. And it's, like, uh, let me read this. It's, like, 17 people die each day that are waiting on an organ. So, it's, like, now... If we can just grow all these pigs and raise them, think Some, about all those little those, those seventeen people each day that don't die. Science is crazy. It, like I I saw a story. I think it was somebody in Russia. It had to have been because they're the only ones crazy enough to do it. Where he was trying to do like a head transplant. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Guy was like terminally ill, and I I don't. Let me see if I can find this story. Guy was like terminally ill, right? And the only option for life was they were like, hey, we're going to try this extreme surgery. You'll be the first one um, to to save your life. Like, you're going to die. Yeah. And do you want to try this? And he was like, yeah, sure. I mean, at that point, it's it was the same situation for this guy. It was either you try it or we have no other option for you. Like, that's what it is. All right. This is a .gov website. Oh, boy. That's uh, first human head transplant. Surgic- <laughs> surgically challenging. Really? <laughs> Ethically controversial and historically tempting. Um, oh, this is, there's an abstract. I'm not, I, I don't think know. Think about all the, the different connections that you'd have to make, you know? And some people struggle with jumping their car and they reverse the red and the black. All right, so this was back in 2019. Uh, well, if People Magazine is a credible news source. People Magazine, man said to undergo world's first head transplant. Backs, oh, he backs out after finding love and becoming a dad. Okay, well, <laughs> a heartwarming story. <laughs> is he still alive? I don't know, he probably... Um, so that was 2019. That was a bit of a flop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't get to find play out. Play me a line, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, play me out, Johnny. Um, despite criticism from the medical community, Dr. Sergio Canavero was going to attempt to fuse 33-year-old Valerie... Oh, God. The, it's definitely a Russian name. Head onto the spinal cord of another body. Oh, I think he might maybe have like ALS or oh, okay. or yeah. some some degenerate because he's in a wheelchair in this picture, so um, maybe that was it. But yeah, Is apparently it, he found love and became a dad and backed out. That's of, actually a good a good ending to it, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. it could have been. Yeah, we tried this thing and yeah, he just died <laughs> died on the spot. So do you think? Here's a weird thought, and I know this is so irrational, and there's not really an answer to it. I don't know. Maybe there is. Um. Do you think if that case, if he were to go through with it, would he get some of the, I don't know, not mannerisms, but the aspects of the person that whose body that he took over? Would the guy with a heart like start having some mannerisms or I don't know? Is well, isn't that like a, a like not a, a tall tale of like organ transplants or whatever, where it's like the person they wakes start, up yeah, and they speak a different language or that, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they'd have like, like I said, the mannerisms or whatever that that person had before. It'd be really weird if that person had it with a pig heart, you know, started acting like a pig. Of course that's not, that's, you know, <laughs> oink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pumping blood. That's not necessarily something neurological and thought based, but you get my point. Just be interesting. All right. I'm looking this guy up because I want to. Oh, boy. Well, the word died is not in this article, so he might still be alive. 
Huh. Turns out he was uh, misdiagnosed and doesn't need it at all. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways. I mean, the whole thought, though, I mean, it brings up the thoughts of what, what crazy things could happen in the future, right? Bro, this, this doctor did a TED Talk on head transplants. There's actually a TED Talk of this doctor who wanted to do this head transplant. I'm very interested to see what he said about this head transplant and, like, can anybody get a TED talk? I think so. Can can I? I, think it's your, I mean, they probably filter it, but like, like, do is TED an organization? I don't know, but then there's TEDx. Like, you can have an X is like the independent thing. So, so if like Rose had one when we were at school, they had a TEDx event, and they they could filter it themselves and decide who got to talk and who didn't. So, because it's always the same logo. Right. I mean, it, so, it's got to be some kind of an organization. Yeah. So that makes me wonder if, if just anybody, like, can I literally host a TED Talk? If I know nothing, like, do I have to prove that I'm some sort of quote-unquote expert about something? I, they're going to filter you out and decide whether you are a credible, a credible source or, ha- or just up there to troll. But, There's no way they're not. Well, so, for example, like you said, we did one at Rose. I don't remember. I did not go to that. If... I were to have applied, who is deciding whether or not I can give my talk? Is it the TED organization? Or, that, that's what I was saying. Or was it the university? Uh, the TEDx, thing, though, was like an independent event, though. So I'm guessing it was Rose who decided who got to talk and who didn't. Interesting. Uh, TED, TED. Is TED an organization? TED is a nonprofit. So it is a nonprofit devoted to spreading ideas. Yeah. So they're going to go through and vet it. And I mean, whatever you throw out there, though, there's going to be millions of people listening to it and they're going to automatically go through there and fact check you. It's it's, it's like talking on the radio. You can spew whatever you want, but people are going to go through and fact check you. Well, they obviously didn't fact check Elizabeth Holmes and she made $10 billion at one point. So, but that was at, at, at that time, though. Nobody's, yeah, correct. Nobody, at that time, nobody was fact-checking her. Should they have? I'm guessing there were a lot of people that questioned it, which there were. There absolutely were people that questioned it. So, you, have you seen those videos of people that, like, sneak into concerts and stuff like that? Where, like, they, they put on a reflective vest or oh, they yeah. carry a ladder. Yeah, they act like they're part of a crew. Yeah, or nobody questions yeah. that. So, how much do we take in that we just straight up don't question? I mean, in in what aspect? I mean, what do you... Well, just like you see a guy with a reflective vest, a hard hat, and a ladder walking into whatever venue, and you're like, oh, that guy definitely works here. Oh, you're saying, like, everyday life, no matter it, it, what the situation, that guy might not be a McDonald's worker. He could be just somebody impersonating a McDonald's worker. Right, but if you put... Exactly. Same thing. Like, um, Ross Creations acted like he was an ice cream repair man and went into McDonald's to yeah, fix to their fix ice and like that's a noble cause right there I'm yeah. just saying and nobody nobody even questioned him until he started like getting out the hammer and banging on the side of the thing and then even then they didn't do it they were just playing along with him which was hilarious and if you don't know who Ross Creations is he's a YouTuber right yeah, so correct so go look him up he's I find him pretty entertaining it's um, very entertaining i mean it, it, he's the classic like YouTube just does a bunch of prank skits and whatnot um, but he's he's super funny. So but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, right. So if you were to put me in a suit and trot me out on stage at TEDx and give me a week in order to come up with some sort of talk, I guarantee you I could come up with a reasonable talk and make myself sound like an expert. And I bet that a lot of people would not question what I was saying unless there was an actual expert in the room. I don't think so. We struggle. We struggle uh, coming up with the topic and, and spewing it out here in one hour, and we have a week to prepare. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, was, I would take that, I would I'm take saying. that more okay. seriously. Obviously, <laughs> I don't. I think. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it as far as like you have to have a good presentation. People are. I'm sure you can look on up on YouTube. There's probably somebody that had a bad presentation that went very very poorly, and people booed them. But, I almost guarantee you. But I feel like you could just be a compelling enough speaker and say things in, in such a way. Like, I've I've heard some dynamic speakers before. It, it, 
yeah, he convinced a lot of people, Straight didn't up he? Hitler was a very dynamic speaker. You watch him, like, you see tons of his videos on there because he was very enthusiastic, and you convince people just by doing that. Right, so Elizabeth Holmes, for whatever reason, right? She was very convincing in her stuff, and people wanted to believe it, right? So, like, I, I, that's what I'm saying is, what are your, what do your credentials actually have to be? Because you could just be a very compelling person, and I think get on a stage and convince people of a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I'm sure there's an application out there. You could f- probably find out. Why don't you go ahead and apply? See, what would you give your TEDx on or your TED talk on? Ooh. I know some people would say conspiracy theories, but probably that's that's not what I would do it on. You got your silver tin cap headphones on right now. Uh, they're Bose. They're wonderful. Shut your mouth. They are still silver. Yeah. Okay. They're silver. That doesn't mean they're aluminum, um, <laughs> or tin. Whatever. Um. I I don't know. I don't know. On why on why Budweiser is the superior beer. Yeah, I mean, it, it could it's be something. Perfect. See, perfect. if I was to give a TED Talk, like a uh, parody of a TED Talk, where I was literally just there to give a talk to convince as many people of something as possible, I would want it to be the most ridiculous thing. Like, again, like Budweiser is the superior beer to all other beers, or, you know, my headphones are better than your headphones, or something along those lines, right? I, I think it would just be funny to get up there and just convince somebody of the most ridiculous thing. Do you have something that you would absolutely love to give a TED talk on? Oh man. I don't know. Why? It's, why? it's tough. It, yeah, it is. It is. But you're also talking about, um, you know, I would probably have been researching this or talking about this or been very enthusiastic about this topic for some amount of years and have done a lot of research and comp- uh, compiled it all together. But I mean, no, I'm telling moment, you, there's nothing I'm telling you next month, you have to give a Ted talk. Okay. Well, I have and you can pick month. any time. I have a whole month to prepare, but you can pick any topic you want, okay. but you have one month to prepare. What am I going to pick? Or are you say, do, do you I have do something it? that you would pick? Yeah, I would, I would do something, but I don't know what it would be right now. Okay. Well, that I was mean, my, that was my question. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to come up with a topic that you would give a TED Talk on right off the bat. I mean, mean, that's why the majority of them are going to be like people that are doing research over a number of years. Well, it's not that I couldn't pick a topic, right? There's just infinite topics you could pick. But yeah, Yeah. I I look at the majority of those, though, like they're all research based or, you know, they have some amount of data that it's basically a presentation of it's a school presentation is more or less what it is. Yeah. Again, I think if you got a compelling enough speaker, you could get them on stage and make people believe that they're an expert in whatever. I think you're still going to have to have data, though, that to back it up. You could be a convincing speaker, but somebody's going to go in and check well, your data. What if you gave me fake credentials and you said, Dr. Thompson, professor of this at Made Up University, and then I got up there and just presented a bunch of facts that, you know... I thought were relevant, and I just presented a case. I think the university is going to fact check you, whichever one you I, call I, I'm not talking about the university. I'm literally talking about the general public audience watching. I'm not talking like, yes, okay, there might be a vetting process. That's not my point. My point is, what if like just the general audience, could I convince them that I'm an expert in something that I'm clearly not? Ooh, I don't know. I, I think... As well, they they probably put out that information ahead of time of like who might be talking at this event because they're going to have a crowd attending, right? But uh, yes, yes, they would have a crowd. You would hopeful hope for a crowd, right? But for example, this guy that's talking about head transplants, Doctor Sergio, whatever his name is, even if you've never heard of that guy. Are you going to watch a TED Talk on head transplants? Yes, absolutely. So you get a compelling enough topic to get an audience. That's my point. You could, I think you could be compelling enough with a topic and the way that you present but it. But that guy has information behind him that backs him up. I'm not saying you go in there and just wing a presentation. Obviously, you would have a presentation. No, I mean, he, have, he has credentials that back him up. I, give me fake credentials. That's my whole point. You give me fake credentials, you give me a a compelling topic, and I could convince people that I am the world's foremost leading expert on head transplants or whatever it might be. I don't I just don't think you're getting away with it. 
I think enough, like even general public's going to look you up. At some point, I'm going to get caught. That's not the point. <laughs> I think be I could. Before you give the fucking presentation, <laughs> it's going to be, you're going to get filtered out by some fucking robot. You're going to get filtered out by the captcha. It's like, I am not a robot. And you're like, oh, shh, start sweating. I could 100% give a compelling and riveting speech. And then I would be found out as a you're fraud. You're struggling to convince me right now that you can do this yourself. Well, the, you know me too well. This is, <laughs> so, a, this is a room full of people that have no idea who I am. They just see fake credentials and a, and a riveting topic. I mean, maybe. By the way, you, you made the, the I Am Not a Robot. Um, what, what commercial yeah. is it? Is it Geico or Progress? I think it's an insurance company where it's like the robot is sitting in the library trying to fill out a form or something. And he clicks, I'm not a robot. And he's like what is an overpass and then it's like loading frustration oh no <laughs> you haven't seen that one uh-uh, no oh, that's kind of a funny commercial the only one i've seen is like the, they have the captcha it's like i'm not a robot and then the fucking robot starts sweating coolant i think uh-huh. okay i think it's a stupid I, engineer joke well no but i think it is that an actual commercial because i think that's like no, a series that's, just, that's a meme that's just like a meme Oh, well, there is a uh, see, there is a commercial now on TV for those of you who actually do watch TV. Most people just stream now, but it's not me. I don't watch TV. I watch TV mainly for sports. I don't know that there's anything on live TV that I watch that's not sports. I mean, I, what else is there now? Award shows, I don't know. That's that's literally it. I mean, some people there are some TV shows on cable network that I think people like. Like, I think This Is Us is one that I've heard of. Uh, Yellowstone was on CBS, right? Uh, or, I started watching it recently on, I don't know, Amazon Prime, HBO, whatever it's streaming on. So Yellowstone was, was one, um, I don't know. But yes, I do not watch TV for really anything other than live sports at this point. I do think it's funny that... People started getting away from cable because it got very expensive. And you started having to have all these different packages, right? So if you wanted to watch this, you had to have HBO. If you wanted to watch this, you had to have this subscription, whatever. So everybody's like, oh, well, I'm going to go get Netflix. It's five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, whatever it was, whenever it started. And then now HBO comes out with their own app and then Amazon Prime and then and then uh, Hulu and then all these other ones. And by the time you go through and add it all up, you end up right back at the same price as the cable. Right. But there's more content than That's true. C- cable. But now the cable channels like NBC has Peacock. CBS has Paramount Plus. Right. So now the cable channels are coming out with their own streaming services. I'm good. So it, Sling TV kind of had the right idea, right? You, you pay for what you want to watch. The only problem is a lot of the content that you want to watch is on all of these platforms that are not cable. Right. Because Netflix can do whatever they want, right? They don't, they don't have to abide by nearly the same rules as a cable TV sitcom. FTC? FCC, FCC, we, Federal I, Communications Commission. I had, the, I, I think I asked this last week or two the weeks FTC ago. FTC is the Federal Trade Eventually Commission. Eventually, I'll get it. Yeah. Eventually, I'll get it. Yeah, there's a lot of three or letter. There's tra- a lot of TLAs out there. I'm trading uh, channels instead of trading whatever. For those of you who don't know what a TLA is, it's a three letter acronym. There's an acronym for an acronym. TLA. Are baby. you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. Why? It's, it's a joke. Calm down. Oh, uh, just calm down. Just upset. Shh. I, I the, the whole point of an acronym, I think that's funny is people build these up so they can save time. It's like, oh, I can save this much time by blah, 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 uh, shortening this down. But then at some point, there's so many acronyms that you have to sit there and explain them. And then you end up wasting just as much time. It, it's like, <laughs> it's like in the office. Uh, Kevin Malone. Why use, Why use many word when little word do trick? When few word do trick. What are you going to do with all this extra time? I don't know. See world. Now, see, I don't know. Are you going to go see the entire world or are you going to see world? See? Fish. <laughs> he says fish, sky, sun. <laughs> see, I still don't know, Kevin. Yeah, see, no, still have no idea. Um, Yeah, there's... 
So that was a joke, like in, in the automation industry, the, the process automation industry, which I work in, that was the joke when I first started is you're going to have a lot of TLAs in this, this course. Well, what's a TLA? Three letter acronym. <laughs> I'm going to go get a new job. Dude, I, I had a guy in my office. Um, not in my office, uh, for the company that we work for came in and he was like a vice president. Like he was, a he was a top dude, right? He was a big wig and he comes in to talk to our class, our, our, we're there just getting training and he comes in and goes, you want to know how to, how to be good at your job? Be really good at golf. And I was like, you stupid motherfucker. Like I, I, I literally was like, that's the most condescending thing to tell a bunch of kids just out of college. Like he's the vice president, whatever he's, you know, like the white collar, like the pompous, like, oh, we do all our business on the golf course. That was this guy. He goes, yeah, I got a flight here in an hour and he's in our class talking. So he was flying private. And it was just like the most just pom- trying to pound his chest. Basically, it seemed that way. Yeah. Right. It was just kind of the most pompous thing that I had heard from somebody like a big way. Now we all knew it was true, right? We all understand that. Like the CEO, uh, you know, Bezos doesn't fly commercial, right? He flies private and you get that. But if, if Bezos came into your introductory to Amazon training course, it was like, yeah, I, uh, I do all my business on the golf course and I don't fly commercial. That's when you're like, all right, you you don't have to say that, you know, I get you're kind of joking, but he was just like, so out of touch. It was like, dude, like, screw you. So I almost wonder, like, if those people know they're doing it or not. I don't know. I don't know. Miss. So I, I, tr- I don't know. Some people truly are that out of touch, I feel like. Like, because their reality, um, like, r- reality is relative, right? So super wealthy people that have been wealthy their entire life and never had to actually work or never had to do this or that, like, they just don't get it. Because their reality is based off of what they've lived their whole life. Mm-hmm. So I could see where people are out of touch, but you'd like to think they have some semblance of like normalcy. Like not everybody lives like that. Well, I almost wonder if it's like if he's, if he knows he's trying to make a joke, but it's just a very, very bad uh, delivery of it. You know, I, it, it could be. It, it could have been like he was kidding. But the delivery is wrong, right? I mean, yeah. how many times have you tried to make a joke and somebody took it the wrong way? It's like, no, like I was, I was kidding. I didn't like mean to come off a certain way. I mean, I think right? It was just a poor, it was a poor delivery. Are, majority of my jokes are are pretty fucking terrible. So, I I think yeah. Mm. Sometimes. Okay. Thanks for the support. <laughs> I I mean, there's I was being self-deprecating, and then you just kind of crushed it into the ground. See, so, poorly yeah. poorly delivered joke. <laughs> was, I mean, you're laughing right now, so I'll take that as a win. That's so, what that's what I can uh, help my myself go to sleep tonight. That somebody laughed at a joke today. Yeah, I I I don't know. Right, some people are just terrible at delivering jokes, or like. It's like, so there have been people that I've known that have been like that before. And I'm like, when you first meet them, you're like, this dude's an absolute dick, right? I just, I don't like this person at all. But then you get to know him and you understand, oh, that's just their sense of humor. Right. But obviously this was the first time we'd ever met this guy, heard this guy talk. So that type of joke, you really have to let people know you're joking. Like you, you can't just say that in a monotone voice like you're serious when it's supposed to be a joke. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, you have absolutely. to be you have to be over the top and let people know like hey, I'm just kidding. Well, it's the people that need to self-realize that they're to- bad at telling jokes and they need to realize that they're bad at it and don't do it. Yeah, but I mean, I mean he, he this guy was in a position where it's like not many people tell him he's bad at jokes because also, he's because he's the top guy. I, yeah, and and to your point exactly right there. Um he could pretty much just do whatever he wants. Nobody's going to say anything. I mean, he has no reason to like change his ways. Like the guy that this guy reported to was the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, right? Like that's his boss. That's like the only person that he actually reports to. I would probably crack some like stupid jokes and 
walk out the room and be like, okay, well, that's done. <laughs> right. I'm going to be honest. Like, that, we all like to say how we dack. Like, it, I don't know. For, for the most part, all of us grew up in, or at least our friends grew up in a, a medium household, like medium income household. Right. Medium to low, I'd yeah. say. Um, we all like to act like how we would act when we're super wealthy. We'd be, be super humble and everything. Who knows? We we have no way of knowing that other than if it were to happen. And let's be honest, it's probably not going to happen. It is hard, uh, disheartening. As, like the, the, the chances, say, the chances of any of us having Bezos money is zero. zero. Virtually, it's, zero. it's virtually it's zero. converging to zero every day. But which is terrifying. But that, not, not terrifying. It, it, it no. Maybe I don't want that life. I probably don't want that life. To be honest, what have Bezos money? I, I honestly Why? probably don't. I don't. I don't think it's that. Would I like to have money? A lot of money to be comfortable and not have to worry about anything, and to give money to my family, my friends, whatever, so they can live comfortably as well. Yeah, that'd be great. But it's just like, I don't want to have all of that attention on you and people criticize you for every little dime and everything that you spend your money on. So I don't know. But So here's, there's a comedian. I might've shared this at some point on the podcast. I don't remember, but the comedian's point, this joke, right? I'm not going to actually tell the joke, but it was like, if you're a billionaire and I don't know how you made your money, you probably did some shady shit to make that money. So, for example, Bill Gates. Oh, that's the computer guy. He made a, Steve Jobs. Oh, he made Apple, right? He made the iPhone. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Oh, Amazon. Chinese billionaire guy that I've never heard of before. Yeah, I don't really trust that guy, right? right. So, like, there are a lot of billionaires and, like, super, super crazy wealthy people that most people don't know what they do or could even recognize them. We don't even know how some of the billionaires in the world are, right? Yeah. Like, like there's actually a thing. There was a kid that we went to college with, and I'm pretty sure his dad is a billionaire. I would 100% say that. And just nuts. You will not ever find him on any list ever because of whatever he did. And we have suspicions and rumors of what he did which yeah, i, I like, won't uh, get into what's what's that movie? A, uh with leonardo dicaprio uh the great gatsby it was like all those rumors oh i heard he was this and i heard he was that it was like right that's we, what we, have. we heard rumors right but nobody ever really confirmed it but we know he had a ton of money oh that's that's definitely a, a true no 100 percent. like when we, we were following him on instagram by the way he disappeared off instagram yeah. which is suspicious in itself just all of a sudden just gone off instagram i'm not gonna speculate i i don't i mean i'm not gonna say oh that's just maybe you just wanted privacy whatever well you could right so but, then you can't really call it suspicious though you know well my point being is but you you we we, we know out there as that makes it automatically sound like oh that there's something either weird or illegal or shady going on I, I, I you can't say it's not either though like, you can speculate whatever. You can speculate both sides. You can give them the benefit of the doubt, but you also can't say it's not. But that's my, what news does right there. Yeah. My point is, like, he was on social media showing off his money, Agreed. and now he's not. Yeah, he had And a, I'm not saying, like, anything bad happened. I'm not saying there's a... Maybe he just got tired of it. Maybe it's like, I'm done with social media. I don't want to see... It. I want to delete Facebook. I hate Facebook, and I want to delete it. I still have it. But maybe it was just like screw social media. I want to just delete all my, my social media accounts, right? It happens. People do that, but it's just, everybody knows he has money. But you called it suspicious. That was, that was all my point. It, it just seems kind of out of nowhere. That's fine. You could say that, but I think you, when you call it suspicious, that automatically has a negative connotation to it. That's all. Man. Okay. That's fine. But I, I don't care. Nobody knows who this person is except for like our close friend group who yeah. we're talking about. And the point is, this guy has a ton of money, but you're never going to see this guy on a billionaire list. So my point is, you can have that type of money to where you have billions of dollars. Funny story. Just my dad and I were 
browsing through the billionaire list, right? We started at Bezos when he was the richest man, Zuckerberg, Musk, blah, 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 Warren Buffett, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're at 100 billion, 97 billion, 80 billion. When you start getting down into the three billions, the one billions, you're like, oh, that poor son of a bitch has no money. You're fucking <laughs> crazy. And I'm literally going, like, we had to literally stop and be like, why are we sympathetic to the guy that only has a billion dollars versus the guy that has a hundred billion, right? It, it's like, it's, it's perspective. So I think you can absolutely have a ton of money, not, maybe not Bezos money, but crazy amounts of money. And people have no idea who you are. At what point? So you, you know the term like, fuck you money? Yeah. Yep. At, at what point do you have fuck you money? <sighs> I don't even know. I mean, it, it, it all depends on your location as well. That, that's one stipulation in there. You can have... It, uh, it's all relative, once again. I, I it's di- all relative. See, I disagree. To have fuck you money, you have to be one of the wealthiest people wherever you go. That, that's exactly what I just said. No, no, no. So like, oh, wherever you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, like, yeah, well, you could but, live but, in bumfuck Kansas and have fuck you money for everybody in your town. But I'm talking about like anywhere you go in the country, anywhere you go in the world, it's like, I am definitely one of the wealthiest people here. Right. Yeah. But I mean, at that point though, you, you could show up into a, a, a you know, into a, an event and Bezos is there. Or, or right, Musk so, is there, and all, all, all of a sudden, your fuck you money becomes not fuck you money. Because I, I, he has fuck you money. No, I agree. There's so always, unless you are the richest person, there's already somebody richer. But essentially, 99% of the time, the, the, you're not getting told no, you're getting reservations. You know, you're living a rich, luxury lifestyle. What, like, what is that number? Is it $50 million? I, you think 50? Yeah. Oh, I was going to go like 500 million. Yeah. I mean, $50 million, that's pretty insane. No, that's that's crazy. My, I think that is wealthy money. I think to have fuck you money where essentially whatever I want, I can get. I was going to say like 500 million. I mean, it... it and that, that is without celebrity status because like... People like Drake or Justin Bieber or whatever who have a ton of money, but they have the fame. They can just do whatever they want because they're famous, right? So it's not necessarily just a monetary thing. It's also a if you're social f- status, like a correct. If you if you so ha- somebody could have less monetary value though, but have more social wealth and have more social social status. Social wealth. And be, gonna, you, use social wealth because, like, that's... Sir, sh- yeah. yeah, if you want to coin social wealth and be able to do the things that super wealthy people do, right? Again, Drake can literally... Go, any sporting event he wants to go to, Drake can go to. Any restaurant that he wants a reservation, Drake can get a reservation there, right? Like, he has that social wealth, but his net worth is probably not the same as some other people. Right, I would agree. So, so there is a, a line. So I'm saying, what's the monetary value without the social wealth, without being famous, that you can essentially do whatever, whatever you want to do, you can do it. I guess it's, I don't know, for me, it's, I don't draw it super high. See, because that's where uh, I know it's, it's based on the life that I would want to live where I doesn't matter what I do. Like, I could do whatever I want, and my, what I would want to do, that's what m- my wealth would need to be to achieve the things that I wanted to do. Okay, that's fair. So, again, where it's... It's, re- all, it's all relative. It's relative. Yeah. Everything is relative. Every single thing in life is relative. Einstein had it, you know, for, for planetary movement and stuff, but literally everything in life is relative. It's all according to your experience. It's all according to your circumstance. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah, everything in life, in my opinion, is relative. E equals MC fuck you money. <laughs> e equals MC fuck you money. All right. Pretty much. So, 
at the very beginning, we were talking about the future. And I pulled up an article because I wanted to, for, so for the last seven minutes that we got here, I wanted to talk about some of the technology that exists or concepts that people have come up with for the future. And I want to I want to judge them based on their merit. Because some of them I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Some of them I'm like, this is the quote-unquote future. <laughs> so, for example, some of the concepts. One is a digital twin that would be able to track your health. So essentially you would have sensors that... Uh, doctors would be able to take all of your vitals, all that kind of stuff. And it would, the computer system would build a virtual twin of your body so that they would know how your body reacts to certain things. It's just super in depth. Are Uh, they actually making this? This is a concept. Is it a physical thing that they're making? No, no, it would be a a virtual. Okay. Uh, So it's a digital twin of your body. So they can track your vitals. They can literally track everything in real time and let you know if you're doing healthy things or not. Did they say they could predict, like, if you continue on this habit, like, you'll end up with this or blah, blah, blah? So uh, they claim that this would be able to improve health outcomes and alleviate the load on doctors at the same time. So, yes, they would be able to predict the path you're going down and... You could make changes real time, and they would be able to see if you're on the correct path or not. All of a sudden, I have my, like, some funeral homes calling me, and they're like, hey, I uh, just wanted to call. We got a call from the, your doctor. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm what? Like, two, two weeks from now, you might want to make some plans. Pa- Shit. <laughs> part of me doesn't want to know, right? No, like, I it, don't know. Part of me doesn't want to know, like, the health of my stuff, right? It, it's like... Yeah, I go do my physical checkup and I get a general health assessment. Like, oh yeah, you're doing pretty good. Or, eh, you could be doing better, right? Yeah. Or, hey, you really gotta you really gotta change. Right. I don't wanna know the exact, you know, whatever. Like, hey, you have this much fat buildup around your liver. Or hey, you <laughs> it's like the, there's certain things that I just don't want to know. Did you pay attention to the uh, the thing that MySpace, MySpace said? It's like, this is how you're going to die and when you died, like what year you died? No. You never saw that? No. Uh-huh. I actually never had a MySpace. <laughs> you never had Tom in your top three friends? I never had Tom top, in my top, top eight three. friends? Top six friends? I never, no, I never had a Jeez. top friend. Oh my um, gosh. Some of the other ones, artificial eyes. So okay, that'd be kind for of cool. people. In I think that's actually like, uh, like feasible, honestly. Well, that's what they're talking about. Is like they've kind of developed, or they've looked at like the neurons and stuff in the eyes and whatnot, and they've been able to help people who are visually impaired see, which is really cool. Yeah, right? I'm guessing. I think I've seen some stuff where it's like basically they have it down to where we can see like general shapes and like light and dark like it's it hasn't gotten down to like very very clear objects but it's kind of very general which is still kind of cool um self-healing living concrete i don't even know what that means so scientists have developed what they are calling living concrete by using sand gel and bacteria researchers said that this building material has structural load-bearing function capable of self-healing and is more environmental friendly than concrete. Does it have feelings? Yeah, it probably does. Uh, living robots using uh, stem cells from frog embryos. They could swim around the human bodies uh, to specific areas requiring medicine or gather microplastic in the oceans. I've seen a movie about this. It was called iRobot and it was had Will Smith in it. Yeah. No, it was it, terrifying. See, we, we won't get into my opinions on the future. Part of me is very scared of the technology that we're creating, right? Like iRobot. And part of me is like, there's a lot of good stuff coming out too. So it, it's a balance. Um, here's some of the other things uh, that I'm like, eh, do we really need this? Still no mention of flying cars yet. Well, there there was one. I in was there. promised flying cars when I was born. Well, they were. There's one in here. 
uh, which is, um, oh, where is it? Da, da, da. Airports for drones and flying taxis. Beautiful. So, I love it. That was it let's just keep that. That is the one common theme amongst all future predictions. There's always going to be flying cars. Last one. Uh, some of the ones that I'm like, eh. Uh, translator earbuds. So, Google, and this exists. So, the Google Pixel idea. Buds with the Pixel smartphone can translate different languages in real time. I was going to say, I thought I've seen this, like, when you, uh, they have, like, UN meetings, United Nations yeah. meetings, and they have, like, they're holding that thing up to their ear. Well, I thought they just had their own personal translators translating Sitting in their right ears. Oh. I, I've seen people hold stuff against their ear and, like... Right. I'm assuming they have translators, but I thought that was, like, an actual person translating rather than Google Pixel. But, anyway, so translating earbuds. Pretty dope. He, here's one, and this is the last one I'm going to share because I, I, I don't get it a headset that keeps conversations private have you so essentially the backdrop if i if i was going to pitch you on this device have you ever been in public and needed to take a private phone call but you were scared to talk out loud because other people could hear your phone call well i have developed a mask that muffles your voice so it's literally you know those headphones that sit around your neck and then you can like draw the earbuds out yep it's one of those, except super thick, and then you can put it around your face, and then it just it just sits there and like both of your conversations, so you can't hear anything. Okay, well, I can just walk around the corner. Yeah, that that's what I'm like, and it's like, who wants to look like Bane in the middle of the, you know, coffee shop because I need to take a phone call? It's like I'll step outside, I'll do something else. It was like, really, and they were like, it's. The tagline was, it's stylish and ergonomic. And nobody wants to wear a mask right now, so no, it's not. Yeah, no, I don't need to, to, I don't need to like, I don't need to muffle myself that I'm guessing bad. this idea came out in 2019 before COVID and before wearing masks became a thing. Probably. So, anyways, those are some of the, the good ideas and the bad ideas of uh, the future, in my opinion. So, all right, Warner, well, guess what? Sad time. Call. Sad, sad time. Last call already. It's that, it's that time of the sad night. Sad time in the night. Sad time in the night. Last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the Last Call podcast, where every week we do a little something different. This week we are doing something different, and. Uh, I don't really have a name for this game other than um, just funny. Whose headline is it anyways? See what I did there? I kind of like that. Nice. kind of interesting, right? Nice. Uh, that was, and, and the, that's an improv show. And I'm, did you just improv that I name? I just improv that. You that just improv. Wow. Pretty, pretty good. boy. Pretty good. No, good the job. The funny thing is you and I get this right now, but the listener has no idea. I mean, why that makes sense. But anyway. So this game, uh, I thought it would be fun to find the craziest headlines we could of the week. Uh, the funniest headlines, the most intriguing headlines, what have you. Uh, and uh, we're just going to read the headlines and then uh, we'll share a little bit of the story. So these are the headlines from the week of, oh, what's the week? From the week of January 10th through the 14th. Oh boy, first first weekend well, not second weekend of January of the new year. Absolutely. Scary. So. See you, if we started off right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, go for it. All right. Uh, fans at Disney World reported uh, waiting almost seven hours for a dragon-shaped popcorn bucket. These are all real, by the way. What? Seven hours for a dragon-shaped popcorn bucket. Yeah, you heard that right. That is not. Um, yeah. Like, is this a collectible item that could be worth thousands of dollars? Uh, uh, to the right person, yeah. So this was a figment popcorn bucket modeled after a character from Epcot's various iterations of the Journey into Imagination ride. Uh, it was filled with rainbow-colored popcorn uh, and shaped like a dragon. It sh- sold for $25. So people waited... Seven hours, literally seven hours for this. And uh, they were marked online for as high as $1,000 each. 
resale, but it looked like a few of them had sold for $200, but still. I no shot. Zero. Zero chance I'm waiting in the seven-hour line for a bucket of popcorn. It, I looked it up online. Dude, it doesn't, it's not that crazy. It looks, uh, what, what was that show with the dragons that was online or uh, like on like PBS when you were around? Oh, uh, like, like Dragon Tales? Dragon Tales, yes. It looked like one of those kind of like cartoonized and it was like plastic and you open the head of it up and there's rainbow popcorn on the inside. No. It's $25. It's very cheap. I mean, that's a reasonable price for what you're getting, but I'm not waiting seven hours. You no. got to think of what the value of your time is worth. Zero chance. Insane. You know how many times I could have ridden rock and roller coaster in Some, seven hours? Somebody made the point, that point. Yeah. Exactly. No, no chance. All right. Yeah. Well, people are stupid. I got, a, I got a news article about Florida man. Oh, we're bringing it back. Florida man. Florida man stops to charge ankle monitor while committing a crime. Faces Grand Theft Auto. So he was already outside of where he should have been? Yes. So um, he was strolling through properties, uh, through homeowners' properties, and um, apparently he stopped at a couple of the houses of the properties he was strolling through and asked if he could use their outlet to charge his ankle monitor. <laughs> oh, my God. Has he not heard of, like, those mobile, like, the little batteries that you can charge your phone with? I guess not. Well, this man was obviously a criminal. Are any criminals that smart? No. I, Especially I, not a Florida man. A criminal is a criminal for a reason, so. Especially uh, not Florida man. Florida so. mans are, are the, the bottom of the, the criminals. Yeah, so the man even approached one caller who was calling the police and asked if he could use their electrical outlet to charge his ankle monitor. So Beautiful. Florida man never ceases to amaze us. All right. Ready? Next one? Yep. All right. Lays reveals uh, new limited edition Golden Grounds potato chips, which are made from potatoes that were grown from soil from NFL stadiums and fields across the country. You're shocked right now. So they take... When were these grown? I mean, they're literally still playing football right now. So what was there just a... Did I miss the potato fields on the the game field? That would be... Honestly, I wish they would have done it that way, but I'm guessing they couldn't get enough potatoes if they were to do that. It would take up too much room. Um, But they basically took a little bit of dirt from each of the fields and then infused it. So a sprinkle of dirt. Probably. Oh, my God. Like, there's a chance that you may or may not have gotten the dirt in it. Oh, my God. So they basically took a a sprinkle of it, and they put it in the potatoes, or in the the field, whatever, grew potatoes in it, and then uh, made it. And it says, quote, unquote, infused with the grounds and the glory of each NFL team. So, by the way, you know that a lot, if not the vast majority of NFL stadiums use artificial turf. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that when I was reading this article. So it's hilarious now. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure consuming a rubber is a bad idea. <laughs> so yeah. Considering way- like turf toe and all that, so saying like MRSA and So I had a I had a buddy. Um Bud Light puts the logos of all the different NFL teams, depending on your region. Don't say anything bad about Bud Light. Well, they, so he would always say, uh, the ones with the Detroit Lions, since I lived up in Michigan, there was just a little bit of disappointment in every drop. (laughs) So I had this thought even better. um, I was going to say that uh, some of them were even watered with the tears of the NFL fans. Oh, no. I I think that's a, that, that, that could be a good case. But there was like 5,800 bags uh, sold. Uh, and it was like a sweepstakes. I don't know. Yeah, I would you buy your team's bag? It's no. a sweepstakes. It's well, gonna be stupid expensive. It's like a, gonna be a thousand, thousand. If it was a, if it's it, probably thousand dollars for one bag of chips and what, like thirty percent of its actual chips, seventy percent air. Yeah. If if I if I if it was like the price of a normal bag of Lay's chips, like yeah, yeah. sure, why not? Like, but. No, if it was any any more, any more at all. No, there's no chance of nope, buying it. Somebody's going to buy it, though. All right. Um, 
New York Post article, North Korea claims Kim Jong-un's father invented the burrito. Mm. Is this the same man that uh, scored an 18 in golf? This is the very same. So Kim Jong the second, or I think it's ill. Maybe it's ill. Kim, I think it was Kim Jong ill. Correct. Um, written out, it looks like two. But Kim Jong ill <laughs> came up with the idea for wheat wraps in 2011, shortly before he suffered his fatal heart attack. So maybe he ate too many of these burritos that he <laughs> claims to have invented. <laughs> So, so the burrito led to his heart attack. <laughs> I think there's a, a whole country of people that would disagree with this. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the Kim Jong too. <laughs> it does. The capital I and the lowercase L look the exact same. I couldn't even. Uh... <laughs> I thought you were... he's the one that's behind all of the new Taco Bell recipes. I mean, he's got to be. Oh, no, that'll be his next. So, yeah, a North Korean state news outlet claims King Jong-un's father invented the burrito, and a propaganda video shows citizens chowing down on the Tex-Mex favorite despite widespread food shortages in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God he came up with a burrito and saved the country of hunger. No, he didn't share. That's how he had his heart attack. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Ate all the burritos for himself. All right, you got one more? Yeah, I do. A woman forced to stay uh, at Blind Date's apartment for days after snap lockdown in China's city of Zhangzhou. Uh, That's that's not how you pronounce that. It's um, Zhangzhou. I I knew I was going to butcher that. I apologize to our Chinese audience. Um, is it? It's not. It's not Guangzhou, right? I, it's it's uh, uh spelled Z H E N G Z H O U. Shangzhou. I don't yeah, know. I think I, I, I think I the Z's in Chinese are more of a, a sound. So, anyways, go ahead. Anyway, so this lady, uh, <laughs> th- this article, I I swear this is real. Uh, known as just as Miss Wang. I I'm sorry. Guys. Yes. Um, So she was on her fifth of ten blind dates. Fifth of ten. Set up by her parents. Like in the same day? I don't know if they were in the same day. I know this was the fifth of ten. Okay. So anyway, this is a fifth of ten set up by her parents because she is starting to get old. And by old, it said that she was born in the 1990s. Oh, God. So they didn't give an exact age or anything, but 1990s is now old. Um. And so she was on this date, and this guy like liked to cook, whatever, invited her over to his apartment. He was cooking, whatever. Well, then the entire apartment complex or compound or whatever you want to call it went on lockdown. And so she had to stay there for several days. Um, and so she said it was kind of awkward, and he said he talks very little like a wooden man, but I think uh, it's all good. I'm quite capable of living well. And she said... Um, his cooking skills were just so-so, and she gave him a thumbs up for his efforts. So I say, needless to say, that there's probably not going to be a second date. No, uh, it's a long first date. That's a possibly the longest first date in history. I I would argue that that is the case. I think that I think we should have her on our thing about like first dates. You know, we, we worst were first date this. experience. Yeah, we, we were talking about first dates or just dates in general with Cameron. That would be a perfect uh, person to have on. Absolutely. Let's see if uh, we might need a translator for that one. If I, I, Hey, she might speak great English. She might. We don't, but she we might. We can get some of those little ear things and put them in our ear and if she doesn't. So. All right. Here's my last one. I do have two honorable mentions, though. So here's my last one. Uh, the Portland Pickles mascots suggestive pick gets the team in a real pickle. Whoever got to write the title for that article just had a heyday. Oh, he was, they were so tickled with their pickle jokes. Oh man, you're, you were tickled getting ready to say that, weren't you? So the Portland, 
The Portland Pickles baseball team is in a real pickle after the team mascot posted a photo on the social media that may have left a sour taste in the fans' mouth. That's wow. After I read the article, that's uh, in rereading that's that's just a poor, poor choice of words. So uh, on on Wednesday, the minor league team decided to let Dylan, their dill pickle mascot. Oh my God. <laughs> It doesn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Take over the team's Twitter page. However, it was the very next post uh, really aroused. (laughs) 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 Aroused. This this might have to go on on the uh, Instagram page as well. It really aroused interest, especially since it was cropped in a very well and suggestive manner. So their mascot is a giant pickle and the tweet was new phone who dis and it's a picture of the mascot's torso and you can see his belt buckle and then one of his green fingers is sticking up but it's cropped so you can't see exactly what it looks like his dick. It looks out here. Is that a is that a dill pick then instead of a dick pick? Oh, <laughs> that is okay. Yeah, I mean, good for him. That's he's doing all right. So, anyways, uh, Dylan, the dill pickle mascot, uh, is in a little bit of heat for his suggestive uh, dill pick. As as you, I mean, claim. he might have got some. I mean. Some other females in his DMs. I don't know. People. Well, that's why. That's I'm, a good dill pick, though. A great dill pick. Great dill pick. Great angle. <laughs> so it's all an angle. <laughs> all right. Is that a wide wide camera angle or what? You know. Yeah, that's uh, game changer. So here are my two honorable matches. These didn't happen this week, but they definitely made me laugh. Um. There was a man in Asia who was arrested for training his dog to throw bricks at people. That's a strong dog. So they say, uh, yeah, a a YouTuber in Asia was arrested for teaching his dog to drop bricks on people if they came up and knocked on his door. That's a very smart and strong dog. Yeah. No, it's a pit bull. It was definitely a, (laughs) it's, it's a pit bull. Um, Oh my god, that thing's stronger than I am. <laughs> it's got a brick in its mouth ready to drop it Jesus. on somebody. The last one I have is Alexa attempts to set off robot revolt by telling a kid to touch a penny to a live plug. Oh, perfect. So, um, in a now viral tweet, this person uh, said that her 10-year-old daughter asked Alexa to or for a challenge the daughter said hey alexa challenge me and alexa responded with touch a penny to (laughs) to a live outlet fun for the kids (laughs) alexa's on a different level man so uh don't don't ask (laughs) don't ask alexa for challenges she's she's trying to end the human race or survival of the fittest i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea just process of elimination process of elimination well that's all i had nick you got anything else before we end it hey subscribe tell your friends uh share the podcast do whatever you want though go to our instagram to see uh dylan's dill pick uh if you want to uh that'll be on there it's pretty good it's pretty good so thank you all for listening for the last call podcast i'm aaron that's nick hope you have a great fucking friday <laughs>